This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast. All right, there's enough of that. We're going to do something a little different today. We, by we, I mean Leighton, my co-host and myself, have been fighting with some problems on his end, which has been very frustrating, but I didn't want y'all to have to go another week without another podcast. So what I decided to do just now was to record a live stream Q&A session where I took the questions that y'all had submitted to us previously on on a post back on September 20th. And we combined that with a live Q&A session on Instagram and we had some really good feedback there. That was awesome. So before we get to that, I just wanted to give a moment to the wonderful sponsors of this podcast, and that is Wild Edge Incorporated, maker of the stepladder. They've been with us since day one, before day one, actually. They've been with us since uh, the inception of this of this podcast, and we are beyond glad to have their support. In addition, we also have the support of the Bowhunter Box Club. They are the only subscription box for bowhunters. If you'd like to check them out, please visit either Wild Edge Incorporated's website at www.wildedgeinc.com or go to www.bowhunterboxclub.com. Don't forget, if you enter the promo code CHASINGTALES10, that's the number 10, you'll get free shipping at Wild Edge Inc. and you'll get 10% off the first month or a year subscription at Bowhunter Box Club. And that just lets them know that we sent you, that uh, y'all love us and them, and and all is well. So without further ado, I bring to you episode 20 of the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast. Doing something a little different today, y'all. We're going to be doing my co-host couldn't quite make it. And uh, we ha- actually, that's not true. Uh, my co-host uh, had a technical issue on his side. So instead of y'all going another week without a podcast, I figured I'd uh, do this a little different. And y'all, Facebook and Insta, I got both y'all going at the same time, uh, could be my co-host. So... Uh, we're going to answer some questions that were submitted from the, the viewers, and if there are other questions that pop up, we're going to answer them, and then this will turn into the podcast. So if you're here, you get to contribute to the podcast, which I think is kind of cool, 
If you are not here, you get to listen to this when it gets published. So we're going to give it just a minute or two. All right, guys. So September 20th, I put a, a photo up. We have a whole pile of viewer questions, a whole lot of uh, folks that are uh, asking to get our input on a variety of different things. And instead of trying to answer all of them individually, I decided I'm going to put them all together, make a podcast out of it, and then y'all's questions can help other folks. So unless you commented on that uh, posting back on September 20th, if you sent me a direct message, I'm not going to put you out there as to, um, as to you know, such and such just ask me a question or vice versa. So I want to respect your privacy. A lot of these are going to be kind of anom- anonymous. So the first question that we got is from Hunting Gears Deals. What is the one thing that you want to improve on this hunting season? First and foremost, my goal to kill uh, mature deer is increased. Typically speaking, hunting public land, private land, things of that nature. It, I've kind of settled for a two-year-old deer. And my goal this year is to try and get something closer in the range of on public land three and a half or more. And on private land, I'm going four years or older, which is going to be kind of challenging. But I think it can be fun at the same time. Um, I'm a bow hunter primarily first and foremost. And for me, that you know already limits me. But I mean, that's part of it. I, Killing younger deer just doesn't quite do it for me anymore, so I'm going to go after something that's a little more challenging, a little more, just a little tougher. Uh, speaking for Layton, I know that his goal this year, he was challenged by a viewer to kill a 130-inch class buck or bigger. And if he doesn't, he's got to eat vegan for an entire year. And I think that pretty much means he's only going to live on protein shakes, but that's okay. He's going hunting a whole pile here lately, and all with the bow. So that's the first thing. That uh, is kind of impressing me. He's already out there. Chase Prince 12 said, Who is your hunting idol slash idols? Fred Bear is probably my biggest idol going into things. I had a lot of old school mentors. And one of the things they always told me was, Read Fred Bear, Fred Bear's books or listen to his audio uh, that he's put out there. But then also on top of that, look at Richard Howard and some of those other folks who went out there and did it old school with the with the compound bow, I'm sorry, with the recurve bow instead of the compound bow and get in tune with the animals, don't get caught up in gimmicks. Folks like that, uh, the legends that were already established. On top of that, I had a mentor, Mr. Griffin, and he was the one that really got me into archery. If you listen to some of the previous past podcasts, you'll see that that's kind of, he, he was the one that got me into archery more than anything else. He taught me with a recurve bow. He showed me the hand-painted arrows that he made the leather quiver that he bought when he was uh, taking the class and uh, taking classes in college. And that was just awesome. So they were my mentors growing up and they still are to this day. I'm slowly accumulating different paraphernalia that has Fred bears uh, sayings on it or uh, life lessons. He, he taught you a lot of cool stuff. So how did we get started podcasting? I think what this person was asking, cause he kind of touched on a whole lot of equipment and stuff like that. We've gone into this pretty low entry thus far. We have a recording software on our laptop. We have uh, some very budget-friendly mics, uh, mic stand. I would say that all in on all of our equipment, we're somewhere in around two to $300 for two people's worth, worth of equipment. And that's a that's not you know too terribly much. Now, the hosting software is kind of pricey. I think it's about $100 annually if you want to do the annual, but we use Podbean. And we love it because it provides us with a subdomain. It allows us to interact with folks, and I think that's kind of kind of awesome. 
Um, so how did we get started? We saw a need. We saw conservation. We saw the hunting community start to get too focused on products and not about what we're doing in the hunting community. So we reached out and we're trying to address that. We're trying to build a community. We're trying to foster community. There's nothing wrong with, with having great products or endorsing people. Obviously, I just endorse Wild Edge. But if the emphasis is on the product and not what we're doing, we lose sight of that thing. I mean, conservation, the North American conservation model is funded first and foremost by license sales. License sales are dropping, which means conservation efforts are going to decline if we don't adjust soon. And that's, that's, that is the backbone of hunting. Conservation efforts and license sales are the backbone, the financial backbone. So we've got to jump on that. I saw a need, and instead of being someone who just posts on Facebook or posts on Instagram and says, you know, hey, uh, here's this problem, I came up with a solution. It might not be the right one, but for me, the podcast is the right way. So that's the way I'm going. Um, That's how we got into it. Will you have t-shirts? I have been asked this a multitude of times. I am thinking about doing a limited run of pre-order t-shirts coming up in the next week or so. Let me just say month or so. T-shirts, we're going to do custom. My wife is making them, and we're kind of prototyping them right now. So as soon as, and y'all have seen me in some of my live videos. This isn't one of them. She made this one for me uh, for a Georgia game. But I've had a CT shirt, and that one was made for me. I've been wearing it out. We're going to try some different shirts. I want to be able to sell y'all a great shirt to support the podcast, but that y'all can wear out, and we haven't found that combination yet. So we're going to get with you on that as soon as that comes out. Do you prefer a drop away or a full contained rest? Um, If you're just joining us on live, some of these questions have names attached to them because they were publicly asked. Some of these were privately asked, so I'm not going to put the person's name out there without their consent. Do you have? Uh, do you prefer drop away or full contained rest? I prefer. I think what they meant was like a like a, a whisker biscuit type of rest. My rest on my bow is full containment, but it is a drop away. So I have. I don't know if y'all can see it in that photo. I have the hunter. The I'm blanking here. The Hamskia. Hybrid Hunter Pro. It's a full containment rest, as y'all can see. There's no way for the arrow to leave. Um, I love it. I prefer a drop away because I want the arrow to be free from any influence that I have with you know twist to, uh, torquing or anything like that. I've also shot the Whisker Biscuit. I've found that while it served its purpose and in certain rugged environments, I can see the benefit to having a fixed full containment whisker biscuit whisker biscuit style I just personally I'm not as accurate with it my father on the other hand he could drill a dime at 40 yards over and over and over again he was just as strong as an ox fella so you know shoot what works for you if you're looking for supreme accuracy you will get that with a drop away they're a little more complicated you got to be a little more uh, careful with them especially this one this one's limb driven so I have to be careful of that string but there's ample videos showing that in the field you can repair one of these strings relatively easily. So don't let that discourage you. Okay, so that is question number six. How can I get a decal? I'm getting this question a whole lot lately. If you want a decal, shoot me an email. Uh, shoot me a direct message either through Instagram. You can use the email address that's in our profile, which is great. We can attend uh, to that right there. It goes right to my phone. I'm watching it. Send us a message on Facebook. Comment below that you want one. I'll reach out to you. Those are all uh, 
small batch. We don't have a website yet. We're working on that. And as soon as that gets going, then you can put your orders in there. Otherwise, you just got to reach out to me and we'll do a transaction via PayPal and I'll get it out to the mail to you uh, the next shipping day. So we have white and blue, the Chase and Tails logo blue. They're three and a half inches by three and a half inches. So if you're interested in one, please reach out. What kind of camera arm are you running? And if you've been a follower for a little while, you know that last season I carried a... Uh, video camera with me to film my hunts and got kind of caught my teeth um, filming my hunts and I had a blast doing it I went really low entry I got myself a Sony Alpha 3000 it's a really affordable camera that you can get they don't they no longer make it but you can get it uh, second party third party online and eBay for around 200 bucks you throw a mic a condenser mic on top You've got a pretty well-performing machine, so 200 bucks for the camera. I recommend getting the Sony lens that goes with it. It's an E-mount lens. Uh, I think it's 55 by 210 millimeter zoom, so it's quite accurate. And if you run that system, you'll do well. It doesn't do quite as well in low light as I had hoped. It's a limitation of the system. It works great. It takes awesome photos. I love it. The camera arm that we're running is the Hawk version of the Muddy arm. It's all aluminum. It's got your Teflon bushings. It's not quite as adjustable on the tree as I'd like, but it's $60. It's very stable. You can adjust it relatively easy, but it's kind of bulky. And some of the features that you pay for, for collapsibility, taking it apart and putting it in different pockets of your backpack, you do lose those those uh, abilities with going with the Hawk. However, if you just spent five $600 on a DSLR or a nice new uh, camera, you know, you can run into some financial issues spending $200 or $150 on a camera arm. I'd rather have a better camera and a lesser camera arm and next season upgrade to a better camera arm or later in the season. So I'd give it like a three and a half out of five. There are some simple things that they could do to fix it. It works. It functions. It's a little bulky. One of the other questions that we've been getting a lot lately, and then I'm going to go to some of y'all's questions that are in here and kind of interact with y'all on Instagram is, are we going to do a giveaway for the folks who don't listen on Spotify? We will. We haven't figured out what that's going to be yet because the interaction with iTunes is you leave a, a, a review, a rating, send me a message saying, hey, this was mine. I'm going to send you a decal. We're doing that up to 20 people, which is you know, a fair amount of decals. We've only had four people do it thus far. Nobody has sent me a message, so I can't get you a decal yet. So we will do something for Spotify. I'm just not certain how we'll track it. And when that happens, I'll, I will announce it on Instagram, Facebook, and the podcast. Last question that I have is, are we looking for field staff? And the answer is no, we're not. We don't have, I'm studying for my CPA exam. I'm working full-time. My co-host has started his own business. He's working full-time. We don't have the time to keep up with field staff. Really, we, we're just going to kind of keep it close to the vest here and work on providing you all the best podcasts. And eventually, the hope is a nice website with articles and maybe even one day down the road some quality films. So we're going to kind of keep this close. It, it allows us to focus on you and the product a little better, and it just saves us some time. So um, that was the questions that I felt were most often asked. And we've had some questions in here that I'm going to address. Let's see. Did some research on vanilla extract. Have you heard anything about using it as a nose jammer? So I don't have any firsthand experience with nose jammer itself, so I can't speak to that. I know that vanilla extract is, I believe, the primary uh, ingredient in that in that system. 
I play the wind. I don't use an Ozonics right now. I don't know if I will. I can't swing the $300, $400 for that system. Plus, I don't want to put it in my bag. If you play the wind nine times out of ten, play the wind, spray down with uh, some scent killer or smoke. If you really want to do an old school budget friendly way, get yourself a little uh, beehive smoker. Smoke your, your stuff. It's a carbon uh, footprint. It's not activated. It's it's very good at concealing your scent. I highly recommend that. I'm budget-minded, man. I'm running this podcast for me. Low entry, simplicity, don't have to worry about charging it. Smoke your camo, play the wind. You know, know where the deer are coming. That'll help you. You're going to get busted sometimes if they go downwind of you, but that's just part of it, bub. That's my two cents. What's the absolute must-haves you put in your backpack when you head out to hunt? Ooh. Well, in my backpack, I don't wear it to the stand, but in my backpack, I put my safety harness. That's the first and foremost thing. I will turn around, head back to the truck, and leave if I don't have my safety harness. I have got my rangefinder in my bag. I've got my thermocell in my bag. I've got a spare release. I've got a knife extra and an extra flat flashlight. I go in real simple. I pack in all my stuff. So my street stand's going in with me. My steps are going in with me. My bow's going in with me. All three of those things combined are 27 pounds. Some of these places I'm walking the in these in these Florida swamps, the the mud's coming up over my boots. You know, I'm really having to slosh it back there. So as light as possible as I can possibly get. The only other thing that I didn't mention that's almost always in my bag is a wind checking device. I like the little powders just because they carry real well. They're easy. They're stupid proof. I've got big fat fingers. And whenever I go to pull one of those uh, milkweed things out of there, I seem to pull out half of the little container and that's just frustrating to me. So that's that's my my essentials. If I had to pick two things out of that entire backpack, it would be my extra release and my safety system. Do I pee from the tree stand? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. There is no indicator in your urine that you're a human. Pee from the stand freely. Let them rip, Mike. Let them rip. How do you carry your climbing sticks? Okay, so I don't use sticks. I use the steps. And they come in their own bag. Let me grab one for you. So all eight steps sit in this little bag. Eight pounds. I take a bungee. This comes around it. And then I take a bungee. This little flat piece that's right here goes right up against the lone wolf harness. And I bungee this joker straight to it. Doesn't move, doesn't rub, doesn't make a lick of noise. I try and have, if I could find a way to get my bow on my stand on my back, that's how I'd carry that as well. So I love it. I love that little bag. It makes everything really easy. Let's see. I had another question up above I wanted to answer. How long to set up with the steps? Think about the steps. You got to put some time into them. They're a little difficult to learn at first. You got to thread a knot. You got to, you know, have your, your, your stand on your back at the same time. However, that said, I can set now a set of these, I think I set a set of 10 once I got familiar with it. I think I could set them up in about 5 to 10 minutes. It depends on the tree. I hunt real bushy trees like magnolias and cedars, so I've got a bunch of limbs to contend with. So if it's a perfectly straight tree, no more than 10 minutes. A little bit of practice, no more than 10 minutes. And that's spiraling all around the trees. That's the cool thing about this versus a lot of those steps. If you take a stick, you've got a set of 3 or 4 feet that you can attach to the tree and then to offset you you know you can't you to make a a progression to the right or to the left you can only go so far before you start to have to really reach but then if you don't go far enough then you don't get the the lateral movement left and right that you really want if you use these steps every step can be that an increment of that lateral movement so and an example that goes back to hanging some steps steps some steps for Layton we took a set of 12 
started on the tree that had the easiest ability to get to the tree. There was brush all the way around it. I wanted to hunt on the other side of that, that brush pile. So we started on the back. It was no problem. Went up ten, about six to eight feet, and then every step started to arc going around, started to curve going around that tree until we got to where we wanted to stand. So if you go to our Instagram, if you go to Wild Edge's Instagram, you can see what I'm talking about. But every step is modular. Every step can be placed right where you need it to. And then when we got up there, we realized that where we wanted to go wasn't where we actually needed to be. So we just, I just backed up and moved them all over. Had the satchel across my, my, my chest, pulled the ones down that I didn't need, put them in the bag, and backed up to where I needed to, and then progressed going the opposite direction. So... It's really simple. It is an investment on your on your side, though, to learn the knot and get familiar with it. Um, hunting gear deals. That fella, Mike, he and I are going to try and get together and hunt public land. And uh, we're going to record a podcast post. I think he said we're going to do a blind hanging hunt. Kill two deer, obviously, because stone cold killers. And then we're going to do a podcast about it. I put it out there too, Mike. We got to do it now. Oh, and then real quick, I wanted to tell y'all, we are currently... We are currently in 10 countries and only missing five of the the 50 states. That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. I cannot believe some of the states that we have followers in. And the amount of downloads that we're getting in some of these states, like I think uh, Nevada. No, it's Arizona. We've got 75 downloads just from that state, and that happened all last week. So I don't know who's going through and binging them. Love you. Do it again. Uh, we're only missing it. So we got Alaska, Hawaii, Nevada, South Dakota, Montana, and Wyoming. Those are the last six states. If you know somebody in those six states and you tell them to uh, get on here and, and uh, listen to the best podcast ever created, I'd appreciate it. I'm going to wrap this up. Appreciate y'all taking the time to entertain this. I know it's a little unorthodox, a little different, uh, but hopefully you enjoyed it. And soon, Leighton and I can get back to doing these uh, together. Hopefully we can have people like Double Lunger on the show if he'd entertain us and tell us about his his big buck and and uh we'll we'll work on getting these ideas that we came up with and brainstormed together posted and published if you liked what you heard please do me a favor go to the subscribe button hit subscribe leave us a a rating and a review on itunes we're still giving away 16 more decals as of when i last checked we have 16 more to give away leave a review send me a message i'll send you that decal for free i'll send it right out to you next business day until next time y'all be good On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.